Welcome to the Siobhan B Podcast, where we explore empowerment, mindset, and abundance. Let's dive deep into the wisdom of thought leaders. Maximize tools and techniques to unlock your potential and live in your vibrational greatness. So whether it's sound healing, mindset mastery, confidence building, affirmations, transformational techniques, meditation, or manifesting your dreams, let me help you live the abundance that you deserve. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Siobhan B Podcast and this episode is all about loving yourself more and being your number one love. Until we learn to love ourselves more and be our number one love, the love we experience and share with others will always be limited. I remember that I was traveling in India and I was staying in this beautiful area And I went to visit this amazing teacher and he said to me, Siobhan, it's like you've got some mango in your hands and it is the most amazing mango you have ever tasted. You pick it up and it's so juicy, it smells amazing. You put it to your lips and you taste it and it's the best mango in the world. And then someone comes up to you and they say, can I have some mango? And you share it with them and you both have this amazing, incredible experience at how this mango just satisfies your taste buds and is even the smell of it is incredible. And then you have another moment where somebody comes up to you and asks, can they have some mango? But you look at your hands and realize you have none. And if you don't have any mango, you can't share it with others. And he said, Siobhan, that's what you're doing with love. You're trying to give love that you don't truly have within yourself. And until you have it and can hold it and experience it and truly feel it and have it within you, you won't be able to share it and give it to others. Now, that was several years ago, but that really stayed with me. Because at that time, I'd gone to stay in an ashram in India to work on some things that were coming up in myself. And maybe you are on this journey of personal development and you're thinking, gosh, the more I work on myself, the more stuff I uncover that I need to work on. And it's kind of like switching the light on in a room and suddenly you can see all the dirt and all the things that need to be cleaned and all the rubbish and the mess. But when the light isn't on, you don't realize what's not quite right and clean and balanced in the room. So as you do go on this journey of personal development, sometimes you switch that light on, you think, oh my gosh, there's more that I need to deal with than I realized here. But don't worry, because as you journey and evolve, sometimes there'll be periods where you might feel challenged or we might be dealing with a topic like self-love that you might realize you really need to work on and that you've really got some blockages But just continue and know that every step you take is a step in the right direction and a step to feeling a more balanced and prosperous and loving and abundant self, which in turn will reflect in your outer world. When I went to the ashram in India, I had reached a point where in my life, it could have seen that things were great, you know, things were prosperous, my business was growing, I was 
working with clients. I was, you know, making a difference in the world. I was contributing to things that were beyond myself. And I was, you know, having a good balance with my health, with my daily habits. But because I'd reached that extent, it was like the universe was saying, hey, we're going to show you some deep stuff that you've been holding on for a long time. That's really at the core of your extent of self-love. And we're going to bring it to the surface for you to deal with. And it was challenging. I mean, I, I don't mind admitting that I was sat there in that ashram. I chose to take the winter solstice period and go there to this ashram in, in India, be away from my family and just choose to work on myself and create a new energy and a new frequency for the coming year. And as I did that, I looked around and I saw all these people meditating and they seemed so at peace and like they were doing so well. And I just felt rage. <laughs> I felt so much anger. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to meditate. I was frustrated. I was fed up. And I just didn't want it to be so difficult anymore. And I share this with you because maybe you're facing a challenge in your life or you're facing something that you're working on or you're wanting to clear or limiting beliefs that you've just had lingering for a long time. And maybe you're feeling frustrated and maybe you're feeling like, is this ever going to change or why is it so difficult? And this is so relevant to the topic of loving yourself and being your number one love because we have to come from that place of self-acceptance, letting go of the judgment and embracing all of our imperfections and saying, hey, I love you anyway. So I share that story to hopefully add a smile to your face and also the story with the mangoes because even though it's so simple, it's like, yeah, well, if the mango is not in your hand, you can't share it. But isn't it true? If we don't love ourselves unconditionally, then how could we love others unconditionally? That's why you may have great relationships with friends, with people that aren't so close, but when it comes to romantic and intimate relationships, you may find that small things niggle you, small things irritate you, or you're more short-tempered with those individuals because they're so much closer to you, to the self. So what you need to work on in yourself comes up. Which is why if we love ourselves first, that allows our intimate and romantic relationships and all other relationships and areas of our life to prosper. So let's dive deep together. Now, for those of you who are really into personal development and books and love to kind of geek out, maybe like me, I'm going to reference several books. You can get your highlighters out. You can turn to the pages if you own those books or make a note and start to discover the power of these books and these amazing writers for yourself. So I've got a few of those to share. Have pen and paper out. I'm also going to share some powerful techniques and tools that you can utilize to start to make rapid and powerful changes for your own self-love and making yourself your number one love. Now, the book Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers is a fantastic book. And if you turn to the section about how to how whole is your whole life? She talks about the different life areas and an example of someone who made their whole life all about their relationship. And then when the relationship ends, they have nothing left and they can start to feel hopeless. 
And actually, if you keep your life balanced and you make sure you have, you know, your hobbies and your family and your personal relationships, your personal development and growth, your leisure, your health, your relationships, your friendships, your work, how you contribute and make a difference in your society or in, you know, with charities or your community. When you've got all areas like that, if you have a relationship, you know, with a romantic partner and then that relationship ends, your whole life hasn't disappeared. It's just one aspect of your life that changes and it enables you to have more balance in your overall life. And what often people do is they outsource their love and their self-approval. So they look to their intimate romantic partner as someone who will love them and make them feel loved and make them feel like they are good enough and they will expect their partner to compliment, to cherish and to love them rather than taking responsibility for those things and coming to the relationship as fulfilled and whole beings in themselves. So I love that that example from the Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers because it's a great reminder of how we need to work on those other life areas and keep all areas fulfilled and prosperous and growing. So if our romantic relationships change or if your work situation changes or if your friendships change, you don't have your whole world crumble and then you're not basing your self-esteem and your self-love on any one particular area of your life. It's the same with work. Some people can be so obsessed with their work and with, you know, progressing their business or their career that they base how much they love and approve of themselves on how much they're achieving in that professional area. And that can create quite a toxic relationship with yourself and make a quite a toxic situation for your business or your career, because then you're desperate to get that success and that approval rather than being so filled up and prosperous within yourself that you just come to that business fulfilled and you're not attached to any outcome or attached to any success or achievement. That means that when, you know, various targets that you're hoping for may not happen because things don't always unfold as we hope, your self-esteem, your self-worth and your confidence and your empowerment doesn't become depleted because you don't base your worth on those external things. So the power of loving ourselves more and more every day and being our number one love means that we come so filled up, so charged up in ourselves that we have a lot to bring to each thing we do in life, to each conversation, because we're not dragging and draining other things of our lives to charge us up. That's a really powerful shift to have. And, you know, I'll admit in the past, what was happening was I was looking to relationships and to intimacy as a way to fill myself up and to feel a sense of self-worth and a greater sense of self-approval. And as I started to work more and more and deeper and deeper at, you know, what is going on there? Where does that come from? Why am I basing my self-love on my physical appearance, on approval of others, or on succeeding and beating people and becoming number one? Actually, I needed to love and approve and value myself and fulfill myself and then everything else started to prosper and I could handle challenges and setbacks in a totally different way that actually there were always opportunities to improve and optimize what I was doing rather than, you know, blunders or mistakes or problems 
or, you know, setbacks. And they wouldn't hit me in the way that they used to anymore because they didn't impact my sense of self-worth. And that's what I want to help you to do. I absolutely love the book, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brené Brown. I originally got this book, if anyone hasn't got it, oh my gosh, go get it. I originally got this book as an audio book and <laughs> I used to listen to it when I was going for walks on some beautiful hills, Cleve Hill, um, in my hometown in Cheltenham in Gloucestershire. And I was walking in the winter, I was walking in the snow, and I absolutely loved it. So I had these gloves on because it was so cold. And I was listening to this audiobook, and it was so, so good that I was actually getting annoyed <laughs> because I kept stopping every few sentences, taking my gloves off. I probably should have got those, those touch gloves that work with your device, but I didn't have that. So I had to keep taking my gloves off to bookmark again and again this audio because I loved so many quotes and so many facts and so many research things. So I thought, you know what, I've got to actually buy the book and highlight loads of things. And honestly, I just highlight huge sections. I can't even just highlight small bits because it's such a fantastic book. Um, and I'm not on commission. It's just a brilliant one. So, oh my gosh, get it. And anyone who, that I've personally shared it with, it's just hit so many light bulb moments. And the reason why I love it is because it looks at the gifts of our imperfection and removing a lot of shame around imperfections and this idea of being perfect. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really powerful. So if it resonates with you, this idea of working on your self-worth and self-acceptance, I think this book will really help you. I'm actually just going to share one quote. So anyone who has at this time, I'm sure I'm going to reference this book loads of times. So anyone who has this book, it's in the preface and it is um, a few pages in and it says, wholeheartedness is as much about embracing our tenderness and vulnerability as it is about developing knowledge and claiming power. It was clear from the data that we cannot give our children what we don't have. Where we are on our journey of living and loving with our whole hearts is as much strong is a much stronger indicator of parenting success than anything we learn from how to books. The journey is equal parts heart work and head work. And I remember I read that and I took a deep breath and I thought, wow, <laughs> it is so true. It is so true. We cannot give what we don't have. And as much as we love to, you know, hope that our children, if you're a parent or want to be a parent one day, we hope that they'll learn through what we are trying to teach them and say, they learn so much from how we are being and how we show up in our lives and how we embody different qualities. And that speaks so much louder to them. They'll often, you know, do as they see us doing rather than just as we say for them to do. So this inner work just, it honestly impacts generations. It's so powerful. So let's look at your sense of self-love. Are there parts of yourself or your personality that you criticize? Are there things that you feel shameful about? You know, none of us are perfect. So which of our imperfections can we look at and start to look at with a sense of compassion rather than judgment? And look at, you know, if it's something we want to change, how can we be begin to work on that from a space of self-acceptance, noticing any judgments and criticism that comes up and choosing to instead speak to ourselves in a kinder, more loving way, like you might speak to a young child or your younger self 
or if you had a young baby, how could you speak in a much kinder way to help guide that individual to work on maybe that habit that's not serving them or that that daily thing they do that's kind of sabotaging themselves? How could you compassionately help them to make a change? How could you support them through that change and literally work with yourself in that way? And if there are habits that you do that you know aren't helpful, how could you shift them in an easeful way rather than shifting them whilst saying criticism to yourself? So often people will use negative motivation, like they'll tidy up their room whilst angrily criticizing themselves and telling themselves how angry they are and how disappointed they are for having let their room get in a mess or let their cupboard get in a mess like that. But actually... That depletes your energy, it affects your vibrational frequency, it affects how you feel in your self-worth and your self-esteem and your image of yourself. So it doesn't encourage and enforce any positive shifts moving forwards. It just, you have to, it reminds you of the negative aspects of yourself as you then try to remind yourself to not do that negative thing again. So it's kind of like, don't think of a pink elephant and, and you're thinking of a pink elephant. And what we want to do instead is focus your mind and your thoughts towards more positive, more compassionate and more loving things rather than trying to improve yourself by reminding yourself of all the things you don't like about yourself. It's the whole, you can't not think of a pink elephant because trying to not think of it, you have to think of it to try to not think of it. There is a wonderful book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And for anyone who has it, Turn to page 74, and I want to share this beautiful passage with you. And if you're somewhere where you're not operating equipment and you're not driving, maybe you can just sit down or lie down and close your eyes. Take three deep breaths in and out with me, and then just allow yourself to receive these really positive affirmations to work on your sense of loving yourself more and making yourself your number one love. So let's take three deep breaths in and out together and then affirm these things. You can hear me affirm it to you and you can also replay this section of the podcast and even repeat the things back to start to affirm this out loud. Let's take some deep breaths in and out. And as you breathe out, just allow your shoulders to relax, allow your jaw to relax, keep taking deep breaths in and out. Feel your forehead relaxing and your jaw releasing, your muscles relaxing and feel the comfort of the chair or the bed or the surface beneath you, supporting you. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole and complete. Change is the natural law of my life. I welcome change. I am willing to change. I choose to change my thinking. I choose to change the words I use. I move from the old to the new with ease and with joy. It is easier for me to forgive than I thought. Forgiving makes me feel free and light. It is with joy that I learn to love myself more and more. The more resentment I release, the more love I have to express. Changing my thoughts 
makes me feel good. I am learning to choose to make today a pleasure to experience. All is well in my world. And take some deep breaths in and out. And when it feels right, you can gradually begin to open your eyes. And replay that section of the podcast from this beautiful section of You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. It's such powerful affirmations and a passage to remind ourselves to release resentments and release judgments of ourselves so we can welcome more love into our life and fully accept ourselves and forgive ourselves for any judgments or negative beliefs we held onto from the past or any beliefs we heard from others that we chose to repeat to ourselves in our minds. We can choose now to let go of those and release anger at ourselves for having made the choice to repeat those beliefs and instead now choose something more empowering and more loving. So enjoy re-listening to that and allow that to feed your subconscious and start to rewire and reprogram deep in your subconscious mind and create new neuropathways in the brain so you can love yourself and heal from within. I love that section. And on the next page of the book, for anyone who has it, I love the quote that shared, the answers within me come to my awareness with ease. That is a wonderful affirmation that you can choose to repeat to yourself to help guide you through each moment in life and guide you as you work on loving yourself more. Affirm to yourself, the answers within me come to my awareness with ease. Just remind yourself of that regularly. You can write it on paper. You can write it, you know, in your phone, put it on the screen of your phone, put it on your desktop and just repeat that over and over again. Because as the more and more we start to repeat positive affirmations, accepting ourselves, releasing any judgment and learning to love ourselves more, the more our self-love will grow and we'll start to reprogram things in our subconscious. Remember that the extent to which you can love and accept yourself helps you to love and accept others. And often the things that annoy us or irritate us about others are things that we can feel frustrated about in ourselves or judge within ourselves. So anything that triggers you, notice it and say to yourself, as any of my clients listening will smile because you hear me say this so many times, but notice things that trigger you and say, isn't that interesting? So rather than getting, you know, massive amounts of attachment or anger or frustration, just notice, isn't that interesting that that thing is triggering me? Isn't that interesting? That's useful information. Tell yourself that is useful information to know what triggers you, enables you to start to understand what you need to work on. Because if something's triggering you, then there's something lying within you, whether it's a memory, a fear, a self-judgment, a resentment that you can work on to release and heal and replace with something that is positive and affirming in your life. So when anything comes up, isn't that interesting? That's useful information. Notice, is there a judgment connected to that? How can you shift and release that judgment or resentment and choose something that affirms more love and compassion and start to rewrite some negative self-talk? Those are simple actions you can take, simple affirmations you can do on a daily basis to help you to love yourself more and fill yourself up. And as you do, 
see how your relationships, how your health, how your business, how your career, how your family relationships, how your friendships evolve and blossom, how inspired you become, how free you feel, and how much you start to discover about yourself when you unburden yourself and you release the weights of those judgments or resentments. Love yourself first. Start to discover how wonderful you truly are. I look forward to sharing lots more mindset, manifesting abundance, empowerment techniques with you, and lots of healing work to help you create the life that you truly deserve so you can live in that vibrational greatness that is the true expression of who you are. Enjoy working on these processes. Let me know how you're getting on. Please rate and share the podcast so we can get this message out to more and more people. And I look forward to helping you on this journey of empowerment, mindset mastery, and abundance. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the Siobhan B podcast. Join me on next week's episode and visit the Siobhan B Facebook page to comment your takeaways and light bulb moments. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with anyone you know who wants to develop their empowerment, mindset, and abundance. Enjoy actioning the tools you've gained and I will see you on the next episode. Namaste. Namaste.